Now that I'm literally just gonna take a picture of the statue, like crotch. Uh huh. And that's gonna be the background image for this episode. Well, shit. Now people will know my guttural throat noises. Yeah. How, do you, how does that make you feel? Uh, feels like I'm exploited. Like, I was just outed right there. It's unfortunate. My guttural throat noises were doxxed against my will. Now if I was were to ever be taped uh, making those noises, people will be able to identify it in a lineup. Imagine me. Is somebody gonna get murdered while cosplaying as the Grudge? Or? Well, wait. Well, I imagine it'd be kind of like how that one episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. There was a dude who killed. Where he makes them sing. Um, I wanted that. Exactly. So somebody killed this guy's brother, and he was singing that song while he was doing the murder. And so the entire lineup had to sing the song. And he made them like harmonize and sing it, and then she's just crying, and she's like, "It's number three. Number oh, three yeah. Oh, I forgot about the cry. Exactly. Ah, oh, such a good show. Oh. Have you ever watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine at all? I've seen a good number of episodes, but I've never watched the whole thing. Hmm. I've seen it all, and now I'm getting caught up on the newest season that the last season that's on air right now. I, I didn't realize it was still on the air. Yeah, this is the last season. It's unfortunate. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, um, I think they pushed it back, one, because of COVID, and two, because uh, people were not in the mood to really see some uh, positive comedy show about cops at that moment. I wonder why. Yeah, um, so they rewrote the season a bit, to, and now, like, that's, like, one of the first things they address and it actually, they handle it very maturely. Uh-huh. To where they actually had one of the prominent characters um, retire because she didn't feel confident in the badge anymore. Yeah. It was um, Rosa Diaz, if you remember. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. The one with the eyebrow slit. You mean like the, uh, like the other main character that's not Andy Samberg? Uh, no, not... Well, there's two main female characters. There's Amy Santiago and Rosa Diaz. Oh, okay. So it's not the one that ends up with Andy Samberg. It's the other chick, the badass one. Uh, okay. Yeah. The one who's like the uh, discount April Lovegate. <laughs> I mean, I can kind of see where you're coming from with that. <laughs> but, screw you. <laughs> Alright, so... You guys have probably been wondering where the hell have you been? Because no one... Busy. Yeah, we've been getting busy for a uh, <laughs> month and a half, so... Straight. Well, I, gay, it, but... <laughs> <laughs> and that's all just been water round. We're very, uh... Our stamina's through the roof. Wouldn't be through the floor? <laughs> uh, no, no, through the roof. It's just like the one sex scene from Dark Shadows. Or, um, 
scary movie? Yes. Oh no, I just got the mental picture of that. <laughs> Speaking of web fluid, um, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, lots of Spider-Man news. I mean, yeah. So, one of the big things that happened during our hiatus was the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer dropped. So we're going to give you our very, uh, let's say, succinct because it's kind of old news at this point. Yeah. So we'll give us give our succinct thoughts on it. So you watched it a little bit more uh, recently for the first time than I have. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on it? It's pretty good. Is that succinct enough for you? That's too succinct. We have to fill an hour and a half long episode, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um. I mean, I'm glad that they obviously didn't show that um, there's probably going to be um, Andrew Garfield and Tommy McGuire in the movie. Mm. So I'm glad they didn't pull a Warner Bros. and show the big twist in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like Doomsday or Wonder Woman or... <laughs> you could do that for any Warner Brothers property. For um, for big spoilers revealed in trailers, I always think of... of uh, Terminator which one's the one of uh, Christian Bale? Terminator Salvation Yeah. they revealed that uh, the one guy was a rope, was a Terminator the entire time in the trailer in the trailer, that's supposed to be like the big plot twist of the movie and like they revealed that fucking thing in the trailer so I was like no imagine like how good it would be if you went to it blind, and you just saw that, you're like, what? I did go into that movie blind. Okay, fair. <laughs> and I, I wasn't exactly, like, completely mind-fucked from it or anything. Oh, uh, maybe it was just me. When that movie come out, like, 2009? 2008 or 9 or so, yeah. So, I was 7, and <laughs> the trailer just ruined it for me. I uh, I didn't see it till after it was already like out of theaters and stuff. I never saw a trailer. Mm. Mind you, though, like Terminator Two was like my favorite movie growing up. Just Terminator in general. Oh, you for you poor thing. What? You chose a horrible fandom to be your favorite because every movie just gets worse. <laughs> I mean, I could have chose uh, X Men. Then it's like highs and lows. X-Men, they keep, uh, they keep teasing you with good movies and then following up with a fucking pile of garbage. Exactly, like, there is no you franchise. You get Future Yep. You get Logan. Yep. And then in between that... You get First Class, which is terrible, but it's not great. I love First Class, actually. And then you get, on the other hand, Dark Phoenix, Apocalypse, uh... X-Men 3... X two. Hey, X Men two is the best one. Uh, Besides, maybe Logan, X Men two, and Days of Future Past are the best ones. Yeah, so, X Men Origins Wolverine. That one that gets a lot of hate, but it's like it's iffy, you know. The, the game's really good though. Oh yeah. That, that game, the game tie-in for that is absolutely high quality. That is the definitive example of what a Wolverine game should be, because they made it rated M, you were able to just let loose, tear shit up, it was great. Speaking of a Wolverine game. Oh, yes. Uh, Insomniac 
just had a trailer come out and we went I went into it blind he saw the picture when I was showing it to him he pulled it up and I saw the, the title of it yeah and so he didn't get the same like surprise when I first saw it but anyways they revealed that their ne- next game uh, besides uh, Spider-Man 2 is going to be a Wolverine game which I am in fucking love with Insomniac Spider-Man. So I'm super hyped. He actually just started playing it, isn't that right? Yeah, the best part is the backpacks. Oh my god. I, uh, so I did, I did like the first story mission and then spent the entire next rest of the time immediately collecting all 55 backpacks. Mind you, this is about two hours, right? So what I did was I, uh just set uh, GTA 5 to install on my PlayStation. And so while that was installing, I was like, okay, here's Spider-Man. Go nuts. And so he spent the entire installation, which for oh, those wow, of you that's know... That's true. The entire time it was installing, my version of going nuts is collecting every backpack and just throwing as much shit at <laughs> as I possibly can. Uh, yeah, you don't like to fight, it seems. You just like to throw stuff at no, people. No, no, I still fight them, but I always I just finish everybody off by just throwing shit in the room at them. Unless they really get you ticked off, that you're just like, no, I'm just going to web you to I'm death. I'm going to embarrass you by <laughs> killing you with nothing but web. I'm not going to hit you once. You're not, you're not going to web them to a wall with dignity. No, you're yeah. just going to hit them with a web so to the like face. When you, hit, when you hit them with a web, it does an extremely minuscule amount of damage. <laughs> like, you can just finish people off with the webs oh, i hate you so much <laughs> i my do i this is one of my i would say spider-man ps4 is right up there with batman arkham city for like best superhero video game ever made and so i am in love with this game and i saw him just screw the thing i loved right in front of me no rubber and it was just hard to watch while backpacking while wearing a backpack. You made gentle... Well, actually, not gentle. You made rough, just unpassionate love to Spider-Man from behind while wearing a backpack, and only a backpack. He would also be wearing a backpack. He's a healthy <laughs> neighborhood backpacker. Uh, I say healthy, I meant, uh, friendly. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, but, uh, they, uh, they just announced a uh, Spider-Man 2... Well, I don't know if it was announced, but uh, it was a trailer. I'm pretty sure they might have announced it prior. It Basically, we knew they were going to do it, but we had no clue when it was going to come out. We had no clue anything about the story. So they, they dropped a trailer for that, and you just have uh, Miles Morales and uh, Peter Parker as Spider-Man. So hanging around, you hear Craven shouting about needing a challenge, and then uh-huh. Venom's like in an alleyway, and he's like, I'm here. <laughs> that's the best uh very apt description of the trailer ever and like that one is people were kind of like a little bit interested in that because spider-man and miles morales came out in between right yeah and so with that one you get to play as miles morales hence the name uh imagine if they had spider-man morales and morales and you never played as him once <laughs> um a spider-man game where spider-man's not even in it <laughs> it's kind of like the new He-Man show on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they it's like it's called Masters of the Universe. So they focus on everybody but He-Man. He-Man loses his power. Oh, 
minor spoiler alert. He-Man loses his powers in, like the first episode. Isn't the uh, original series called He-Man and the Masters of the Universe? Yep. So this one being called Masters of the Universe would not include He-Man because it's He-Man and, not He-Man is a Master of the Universe. See, that's a very fair point, but the people watching it wanted He-Man. The trailers promised He-Man. Kevin Smith promised He-Man. He was technically in it. Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you and the B, man. (laughs) What does B stand for? Balls? No, no, but... hard to do. But, how how would you fuck someone in the balls? That's why I was wondering how you were... Would you like, would you put it like in the middle, like have one ball, like just the testicle wrap around? I don't know. <laughs> You're the expert trying to fuck me in the balls. Uh, it I, I can tell it's been a while for us. <laughs> I I feel like we're a little bit rough right now. Um. So yes. It's also like midnight as we were recording this. True. Um, so people are wondering because Miles Morales is now in the universe with powers and so is Peter Parker and both of them are supposed to be characters in the game, are you going to be able to do multiplayer or what's the deal? they already shot that idea down. Yeah, they just revealed as well that it's going to be a single player story. Yeah. So, it's, so you haven't gotten that far in the main game yet. But in the Spider-Man PS4 game, there is levels to where you can uh, play as a powerless Miles Morales, a powerless Peter Parker, and a powerless Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. To where it's just basically you walk around and then you do stealth stuff. That's how I was playing anyway, just walking around. I literally had a whole part where I refused to swing walked really slowly down the street and like literally would, if you try to punch random civilians <laughs> he instead like waves and talks to them so I was walking I was using that's why you kept were waving you were trying to punch people yeah if you hit the punch button like he waves and like talks to them instead. I thought you were just being very friendly no <laughs> there was a separate button to just talk uh no I don't think so sometimes when you walk up to people a prompt comes up they give you a side mission no 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 I wasn't I never got far enough to unlock side missions. I just did all the backpacks. Sometimes you even get to hunt pigeons down. But, uh, I was, uh, I was just walking slowly down the roads. I was tasing the crosswalks. Like. He was the most aggravating person ever to watch, I swear. <laughs> I came in Kingpin's face. A few times. <laughs> Every time he shot him with a web, cub shot, cub shot, cub shot. Right in the eyes. <laughs> the color does match as well as the stickiness. I'll give you that. And the consistency. Actually, I. All right. I feel like web fluid. It really depends, because if you look at like the Tobey Maguire movie when he first does it, that kind of has like a weird consistency. Uh huh. Where it almost it's almost kind of viscous. <laughs> Oh no! And then as he sort of has got older, it turned more white. Turns more powdery. <laughs> I don't know. More like, silky. It definitely seems more. Uh, 
uh, solid and textured to where I don't think if we're talking about the actual web flow that he puts into the web shooters, maybe that it's more come like. Let's ask Stanley. Too soon. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, that was actually one of the few celebrity uh, deaths that hurt. Who's uh who's currently right uh, like uh being doing the head writer for the Spider-Man run right now? Uh, I think Chip Zarsky is doing some Spider-Man stuff. Send him a fan letter. I actually really like him. And ask him He's... about the viscosity and consistency of the web fluid. <laughs> um, let's see. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis is the new sort of go-to guy for Spider-Man related stuff because he created Miles Morales and did the Ultimate Spider-Man run, which most of the MCU has been based off of. Yeah. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis. I feel like he definitely gives off a, like, how is he into comic books? Personality? Because I, I wouldn't know his personality because I'm not a fucking nerd. Oh, you don't uh, watch interviews and stuff like that? You just read the books? Yeah. I mean, it's still being a fucking nerd. It's just like, uh, this is nerd game plus. I'm, uh, you're a uh, nerd, uh, Order of Merlin third class. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so like with Brian Michael Bendis, he's like synonymous with Spider-Man right now. Otherwise, I thought Tom Holland was synonymous with Spider-Man right now. We're talking about writers. <laughs> uh, John Watts did the. Spider-Man Far From Home with Spider-Man Homecoming movies, so I guess he'd be synonymous with them right now. Uh-huh. That's John Watts, right? I don't know. Oh. I, I wouldn't know who write, who writes them. Well, um, it's I remember it like this. John Watts, I believe, is Far From Home Homecoming. The Raimi trilogy is Raimi, obviously. And I love how the Amazing Spider-Man movies are directed by Mark Webb. Whose only qualification to direct the movies is his fucking name. Mark? Yes. <laughs> Everyone knows the, uh... The connection between Spider-Man and the name Mark. Spider-Man by Tommy Wiseau. Oh, hi, Mark. I'll have you know. <laughs> that was a terrible, terrible... Terrible impersonation. <laughs> I mean, it's Tommy Wiseau. Did your mother tell good. you that was a good impersonation? She did, actually. Well, She's she a big wrong. fan of The Room. She was wrong. Hey, <laughs> I mean, I, I've done it just as good of an impersonation as James Franco, I feel. Are you sure? Yeah. Do you, uh, really, if, feel, do you really feel right about saying that? Yeah, just as good, to, if like, not I better. stop for a second. Yeah, it did better, and, actually. Like, I want you to stop for a second and the like, more you, think about what you're saying. The more you try to correct me, I, the more I would double down. I am an unrelenting, unrepenting nerd, okay? Speed force, shut up, nerd. <laughs> about Tommy Wiseau. In conclusion, speed force. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau plays the Flash. I mean... What, when's, the, uh, when's the Flash movie come out now? Uh, 2022. Uh... 
I guess it's not terribly far away anymore. That's only three months away. I don't remember uh, what time of the year. I mean, I don't know. I used to have all the dates, then, like, COVID happened, everything like that. Stopped being able to keep track of them because they kept changing. Uh-huh. Like, the Venom movie, that one's changed a dozen times. They thought the... They just changed it again to, like, late October, November. And then, because they thought the Delta variant was going to hit big. And then they pushed it uh, back, I mean, sorry, forward. Uh, they brought it closer. Yeah, to kind of, like, have it be closer to Shang-Chi. Get some of that hype. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, was it going to be about Shang-Chi, Venom, no, Spider-Man? I, I know nothing about Shang-Chi, and I don't really care about seeing Shang-Chi or anything. I mean, it's one of the best-reviewed Marvel movies right now. But, see, I don't feel the uh, pathological need to see every single Marvel movie. I actually really do, <laughs> and I am not going to apologize for it. You have an addiction. Okay, Marvel makes consistently good to very good movies. Yeah, but like I have the uh, I have the self control to just be like, oh, I don't really want to see that one. Okay, but it does look good to me. I like martial arts movies. It sort of promises that. I've never really been a fan of just straight martial arts movies. Have you ever watched any Jackie Chan or anything like that? I've seen some of like the Bruce Lee ones and uh, all that. Jackie I Chan. Saw, I saw the Return of the Dragon. I saw Chuck Norris get murdered. <laughs> His uh, body hair ripped off. Yeah. Bruce Lee just chews him up. <laughs> puts him in his mouth and just eats him. You know. I don't think that part's true. I know this is like a controversial opinion, but I've always loved uh, Jackie Chan more than Bruce Lee, actually. Is that a controversial opinion? I mean, Jackie Chan's, you know, still alive. Yes, but like... So uh, he has a much wider catalog to choose from. Uh, sort of. Bruce Lee's been a bit deified. To where deified? Deified? I'm trying to say, like, deity? Yeah, so like, that plusified. <laughs> deified? Yes, what well, he just know, said. I don't know about the word... Anyways, he, so he's kind of been put on, like, a pedestal of... I mean, he definitely brought martial arts movies and that sort of craze to the U.S. And he is, on like... On the other hand, Jackie Chan did have a pretty bomb-ass animated TV show in the early 2000s. The Jackie Chan Adventures? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I keep hearing about that, but I must have missed it. What was so good about it? I don't even remember it. <laughs> I remember there was like an octagonal shaped like dragon pendant talisman thing and it's animated and it's Jackie Chan. What more do you want? Fair point. Wasn't there like a cartoon where it was like two rabbits who did karate? I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Sort of on that same generation. I think that's just a tricks commercial. Oh... Maybe it was. That was that bad Twix commercial where the rabbit finally showed those fucking kids who's boss. <laughs> he just beat the living shit out of them. And they sold the kids for tricks. He he had the kids on the curb doing tricks. He sold those kids into slavery and took back his fucking tricks. <laughs> uh, uh, 
What the hell are we talking about? I believe we were talking about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Really? We looped all around to Spider-Man the video game, Wolverine the video game. Uh Uh-huh. There are more, like, PlayStation announcements, and we'll talk about that a little uh, bit. We uh, got looped back around to uh, the MCU, and then Shang-Chi, and then Jackie Chan. Yeah. So anyways, I'm hyped for Shang-Chi, I'm hyped for No Way Home, I'm hyped for Multiverse of Madness. So far, there hasn't been, like, an announcement that Marvel's made that I'm like, eh, about. What was that, um, was it Eternals? Yeah, Eternals looks good to me. Are you hyped for Eternals? I mean, yeah, mostly not because of the characters, because I don't really give a crap about the Eternals. They're kind of like an eh thing in the comics. Uh-huh. But I am hyped because it's being uh, directed by that gal who did No Man Land. What was her name? Couldn't tell you. I uh, never finished No Mad Land. I was I started it and then I got busy and then uh, wasn't paying attention and never finished it. Did you get to the part where she takes a crap in the van? I think so. <laughs> um, the Marvel movies I will see are uh, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The Multiverse of Madness. Chloe Zhao's the name. Um, technically it's not a Marvel movie, but the, uh, the Venom 2, what, what is that one called? Let it be Carnage? Let there be Carnage or something? Uh, I think that's right. Um, I think, I think it's, uh, about it right For now. Marvel movies? Marvel movies that I can think of offhand that I'm gonna go see. How about DC. I don't even know what the hell is on their slate right now because it's gotten so fucking messed around. Okay, Uh, that's the problem, I believe, with the DCEU, though, is that they don't have a Kevin Feige. They don't set out, like, a a few years. They have the anti-Kevin Feige. They have Warner Bros. Studios. (laughs) Uh, But, like, yeah, with the, the MCU, there's structure to it. There's one person overseeing each installation. I know for DC... I remember they have that uh, Robert Pattinson's The Batman. Uh huh. I'm gonna see that. Uh, I'm gonna see The Flash whenever the hell that comes out. Uh huh. Uh. Are they, make, are they making a cyborg movie? No, actually, they've. There's a huge controversy recently, so there's a. Did they cancel the cyborg movie because Ray Fisher talked mad shit about Joss Whedon? Yes. Wow. So the controversy recently is. They're, they've been pushing Cyborg out of everything. He was supposed to be in like he was supposed to get his own movie. He was supposed to be in the Flash. He was supposed to be in all that, right? And then, conveniently, around the time that the Justice League movie came out, all those plans got canceled. It's almost as if there's like some behind the scenes stuff happening between uh, Joss Whedon and Ray Fisher. Weird. Uh huh. And so. Now that the Snyder Cut came out and, like, everybody loved Ray Fisher's Cyborg because he was amazing in Snyder Cut. Yeah. He was, like... Everything was amazing in Snyder Cut. True, but, like, he was, like, the the main character. Icelandic singing that happens about every ten minutes. (laughs) Icelandic singing and then uh, slow motion. Those are the two things that happen the most in the movie. And uh, Wonder Woman's theme every time you see her. (laughs) Every time. Wonder Woman just, like, goes up to the dryer. 
Yeah, Bro, literally. A... <laughs> um, but yeah. So there's a big controversy about all that. So people thought, oh, so now that we know how good he is as Cyborg, maybe they'll wise up, you know, stop pushing him out of the DCEU. Okay, but this is Warner Bros. We're talking about They're exactly. They that. recently just doubled down. There's like a fan convention. It's not fandom, I don't think, but like a fan convention for DC coming up. Uh-huh. And so they wanted a fan showcase. So they invited. They had a, like a list of characters that they encouraged fans to do fan art of, send that in so they can display it and show off how amazing and beloved these characters are. On the list. Vic Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg, was not on it. Weird. Mind you, he's a main Teen Titans member. He is one of the main Justice League members. Down. Who's right, dude? Okay, for like the past... The the, uh, the seven of the Justice League kind of... There's like that... uh, The uh, the token black guy character often gets uh, revolved around between Martian Manhunter or Cyborg. Sometimes even Jon Stewart, if they're feeling like a little... Saucy. Yeah. Mix a little John Stewart in when you're feeling saucy. It's weird how like we've all picked up on that the one that they keep swapping out's the uh, the minority. The, yeah, the one that's uh, either black or black coated. And then then Shazam, I can never remember when uh, when Shazam is in there or not. Well, they usually have like one black member or and then one like young member. So Shazam's usually the young member, or sometimes like uh, Hawk. Like the Hawk people, Hawkman, Hawk Girl. Oh yeah. Uh, they usually swap out Shazam and Hot Girl or uh, Martian Man or Cyborg and John Stewart. Yeah. But they would never dare touch any of the other like five. Well, you have to have the Trinity in there, right? You have to have at least a you have to Green have Lantern. The, uh, the Trinity, Aquaman, and Green Lantern. And the Flash. The Flash is yeah. a mainstay at this point. There always must be a Green Lantern. Yes. Just as long as it's not Guy Gardner, I'm happy. What about Hal Jordan? I'll even take his pedo ass. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's like well, a different out of context. Ra- that makes it sound like you're going to like <laughs> hunt down and fight Hal Jordan, a fictional character in a comic book. I'll take his pedo ass down. I'll fucking take his ass. I'll get a wooded yellow pencil. All right. Boom, it would get all the Green Lanterns. A number, a number two yellow, like, Ticonderoga pencil. <laughs> I, I like, you like how I had to do the brand name Ticonderoga? What about Crayola? Crayola pencil? A, a yellow number two pencil is wooden and yellow. You could take out any Green Lantern with one. You know, I just realized this is going to be completely off topic. Um, I'm assuming since you looked up on my shelf and saw my, like, uh, statuettes, it's going to be about my Aquaman statue's massive groin. <laughs> like, it is obnoxious. So, for those That's of you... That's going to be the picture for this episode. <laughs> Just Aquaman's Jason groan. Aquaman's massive groin <laughs> on my statuette. So, yeah, he has a, a statue shelf right above where we have the podcast recording. And so I looked up there at the statues and I was like, this is completely off topic. And so there is a Jason Momoa giant crotched uh, like, figure up honest, there. Like, honestly, you can see it from across the room. And, like, this is about like, <laughs> maybe a foot tall statuette. Like, no, see, they do that so that way uh, you put it on the shelf. And then because of how 
massive his groin is. That's like a second shelf you can put stuff on. He's kind of like in like a weird kind of half crouching position too. He's about to propose. Jutting out. (laughs) I mean, wait. Yeah, he could. You'd fuck me like that. I take one look at Jason Malone and I'm like, this guy fucks. (laughs) Okay, but anyways. So yeah, when I looked up there, and you have a bunch of figurines up there. Uh, left to right, I have the Charlie Cox Daredevil from the Netflix show. I have Matt Smith Doctor Who. I have the PS4 Spider-Man. I have a Batman. I have Tartarus the Brute from Halo 2. Oh, that's what that is? Yeah, I have uh, Geralt from Witcher 3. I have Aquaman with his massive crotch. I have another Batman. I have a Kylo Ren, that's a Japanese import with the magnetic uh, base and swappable heads. And uh, then I have um, uh, one of the fucking dragons from uh, Game of Thrones, um, Rangavan, or something with an R. I can, I remember. Don't look at me, time. man, I never watched I it. I haven't read those books in almost a decade, so. Wait, almost a decade. So when you were... 13 you read all the game yeah, of thrones the, books the one came out in 2011 they've been out since the 90s yeah i know but like that's a dense book for a 13 year old yeah and they're only like a the longest one's um storm of swords and that's only 1200 pages i mean yeah like, i was reading like books that big but i don't know they always like seem to me like oh they're absent fight me but the game of thrones books are absolutely written terribly that's what I was about to say. Like they're written in a way to where I I don't oh, no, see I'm myself ever getting into good. it. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're so, actually. Like, what if we replace good writing with just killing a character for shock value, and every time we killed one character, we added in two more, so all the plot lines become so fucking convoluted and hard to follow. And we're doing all these time shenanigans where stuff is happening at the same time or before uh-huh. and everything. Oh, this part happened before that part, but I'm going to put it after in a chapter or two later. And it's just so fucking convoluted, hard to follow, and he's never going to finish the last two books. So you're never actually getting any resolution out He of never it. needs to. <laughs> They're not written very well, uh, uh, for me anyway. I mean, think about it. Tolkien has already made billions off of this franchise, right? Well, he died in 73. No, not Tolkien. Um, shit. R.R. R. Martin. Yeah. Yeah. I got the two of them confused George. for a second. Tolkien is... I don't uh, like his writing either, they but I love his universe. R. R. Yeah. Um, Tolkien gets his point across, but it's uh, it, it's a bit too poetic-y. Uh-huh. And he'll just spend a whole fucking page describing a tree. It's a hard read, honestly. George R.R. R. Martin's writing style will also, like, I distinctly remember because uh, there is a, a character in Game of Thrones named Tywin Lannister. Uh huh. If you know a little about Game of Thrones, you'll know Peter Dinklage is in it as, like, the dwarf. Is he Tyrion Lannister? He's Tyrion. So his father is Tywin Lannister, who in the show is played by Charles Dance. Okay. Good actor. But. So in the books... Good person? I I wouldn't know. I assume so. He, see, he seems like a guy I could share tea with. He <laughs> drink tea. But... No, I meant like, is he a 
good, good person? Is he a good man? If I don't know. I haven't met him. He seems like he would be. But, uh... <laughs> so, but in the, in the book, they describe Tywin Lannister every time you see him. And the description on Tywin Lannister is about a page and a half describing that he has this... Like I, th- I think it's green armor with like lions on his shoulders. If you read it he so has many times, flex in uh-huh. his eyes, and he's balding. But and he has a cape that is so long that it rides on his horse's ass when he's riding it. <laughs> like they, they describe all of this every time you see him, and it's like, God damn it, I got it the last four times. <laughs> I mean, is he is he like one of the main characters? To where he, he dies. He gets killed in um, uh, book three or four. Okay, so it's not... Wait, how many... There's only like five books, it's aren't there? Five books. But he he's he's one of the main characters' dads. Uh-huh. He's, he's a secondary character. So he still he gets described even, a lot. All the main characters have chapters written from their point of view. He doesn't have any written from his point of view, which is why he's described so often. Okay. I take that back there might have been one or two chapters in Feast of Crows, which is the fourth book, which is from his point of view, because that's all in King's Landing. Uh-huh. Which is, like, the capital city. That, I've heard King's Landing, I've heard Tyrion Lannister's name. That's all I really know. So, like, to describe how convoluted and stupid, like, it's written time-wise, so you have the 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 first three books where everything's all happening like at the same time with each other, uh-huh. like in different locations, and then you have book four and five, which he wrote all at the same time, and was like, I'm gonna take all the chapters that take place in King's Landing, and put that in one book, and then took all the chapters that take place in the same time, but on the Essos, which is the Eastern Continent, uh-huh. and do that in a separate book. So you have the fifth book that takes entirely at the same time as the fourth book. That's dumb. And they were released a couple years apart. Um, so like, people would have had um, um, people that had to wait for the fifth book to come out would have read the fourth book, assuming they didn't like reread it a bunch of times in between. Would have read the fourth book, got the fifth one, and be like, I don't remember what the fuck's going on. That's you haven't said the same time, but that you have a big wait between. In terms Why? of release, yeah. He should have just waited a little bit longer, released it all in one giant book. Yeah, but he likes to. He uh, he's on record as uh, that he he writes all his books on a Apple Mac two, <laughs> which is a thirty-year-old computer. It's not even a computer at that point. It's a word processor. I mean, I do like how uh, he had like an interview thing where he was interviewing uh, Stephen King. Yeah. And so he asked him, the first question he asked was, how the hell do you write books so fast? Cocaine. <laughs> well, I love uh, like with Stephen King. We don't even know how many books he's written. Not only did he write all those uh, Stephen King books but he also was writing uh, additional books under the pseudonym Richard Bachman at the same time but that doesn't quite count entirely because a lot of the Richard Bachman books are just Stephen King books 
but written like reverse. So you have um, a Stephen King book called um, Desperation. Yeah, uh, that one. That's one of the teddy bear on the front of it, right? Uh, it might have been that one. That one. They're in a desert town, and the sheriff is like possessed by a something by Rick Flag or Richard. Fl- no, that's Steve- Rick Flag. That's, that's Suicide Flag. Squad. Uh, it's the, the the bad guy in a lot of the Stephen King books is like Richard something or it, uh, I don't remember. It's been a long time. He's uh in the Dark Tower, and then there's, yeah, uh, he has another book called uh, The Eyes of the Dragon. I've been meaning to read the Dark Tower books. Haven't got to it. Um, but uh, so Desperation, they he uh, Stephen King released that one, and then he under the pseudonym Richard Bachman released a book called The Regulators, which is all the same characters as Desperation. It's in the same setting as Desperation, but the uh, so people die in Desperation, obviously. Uh huh. And so it's flipped around where all the people that died right away in desperation are the ones that live all the way till the end in the regulators oh those, that kind of stuff is cool that live till the end in desperation are the ones that die right away in regulators so it's like he uses the same characters same setting and all that uh-huh. but he just flips the story around a bit and he, um, it plays out differently i i haven't read it but um i know about it yeah there's a cool like animation i saw online like on youtube of the other half, I think it was called, to where it was the snap and if any were, but it was what would happen if the other half got snapped. Uh-huh. So you would lose the core Avengers and you get all the side characters and all that stuff, and how would they go about it? How would that well, happen? Obviously, you never would have needed to do all that Infinity Stone nonsense because we would have had the most powerful Avenger, uh, Mantis. Sorry, what? <laughs> Mantis could have 1v1 Thanos right away. Well, it's like, uh, until Infinity War, the only two characters, uh, main superhero characters without a, a known body count, was Mantis and Spider-Man. Now, after Infinity War, Spider-Man goes, uh, in endgame, total, uh, sorry, instant kill mode. Uh-huh. Fucking murders a bunch of those like uh dog things. We'll call them parademons. No, we will not. <laughs> we have to keep our universes correct, okay? I'm gonna call them parademons. Chitari dogs, whatever they were. I said I'm gonna call them parademons. So the Chitara dogs. Um, I'm gonna get someone upset. Like you're calling, getting me upset. I'm calling the Marvel Chitari just parademons. You already are getting someone upset, sir. So Spider-Man goes instant kill mode and yeah. kills all these parademons, but Mantis could have easily killed Darkseid. But here's the thing. <laughs> that took me a second. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> so here's the thing. Okay, the parademons. Yeah, we don't know if Mantis killed anybody. At least she did not kill anybody on screen. So she's the she only... put them to sleep. They're just sleeping. They're all tuckered out. <laughs> I mean, if she can make you sleep, could she, like, make your heart sleep, you know? I believe she's an, I be, or she's an empath or something, so she can only affect, like, your um, emotions and brain state in that regard. I don't think she can make your organs stop. I mean, if she can affect your brain, that's what controls everything, well, though. If she could have done that, she could have just told Thanos to die. 
instead of trying to have them be sleepy time. Uh, but Thanos had, like, such an active mind at that point. Uh, if she were to get him out to sleepy time, yeah. then she'd probably be able to make I him die. I think if she could have, like, just tell people to die, she would have, like, mentioned that while they were coming up with this plan where they, he was gonna, where she was going to tell him to sleep. That's in the uh, six-hour cut that they wanted to release of Endgame. They have them arguing about what her abilities are. <laughs> That's 20 minutes. The 20 minutes is them arguing about it. About what Mantis's abilities entail. Yeah, exactly. Mind you, this is after the portal scene, after the Avengers assemble. After all that big epic splash page nonsense. Well, no, 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 because this would be before they have their... Well, they're trying to rip the glove off of Thanos. Which is Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. The Endgame is one of the six-hour cut, apparently. Yeah. And I thought you were talking about the big where on your left and all the portals open up. Yeah. Final battle. That's the scene I was talking about in Endgame, because that's the earliest that we see Mantis. Well, no, I mean, I'm talking about when they're fighting Thanos on Titan in Infinity War. Uh Uh-huh. Because she grabs him by the head and puts him to sleep. They would have had to argue about what her abilities were before they did that when they made that plan. Where Spider-Man webs him up and they all try to pull the gauntlet off and she's trying to tell him to sleep. Uh-huh. Couldn't she just have been like, die if that was her power? Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're wrong. She can't do that. Would you ask that, though, if, like, if someone said, oh, my ability is I can put him to sleep. Would you ask the follow-up question, can you just make him die then? Yeah, I would. <laughs> well, because we know that she can, she's an empath and she can, like, tell people to do things. Yeah. Wouldn't you, if you want, because you don't want to just put Thanos to sleep. You gotta fucking fuck him up. Yeah, it makes so sense. you think you would have the follow the question, well, what can you do to him? True, like, what is can the true extent? Can you tell him to become brain dead? So, yeah, she just has very vaguely defined powers. We don't know really the limits of it. She's ugly. Okay, Drax. (laughs) I'm still mad at Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 for cutting that scene out. What scene? So there's a scene in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 where it's just after the whole joke of Mantis being called ugly by Drax and it adds the depth that the second movie took out of the Drax that it was in the first one where he was the tortured soul with the dead wife, dead daughter out to get Thanos, right? Mm -hmm. And then it added that context back into the second one because it was very missing in the theatrical cut. All you really get is ha, he's the goober with uh, sensitive nipples and loves to stab things. Yeah. And he's invisible. <laughs> um, perfected the art of moving so slowly. <laughs> uh, Speaking so slowly. Invisible to the naked eye. I perfected the art of speaking so slowly. And I am deaf to the naked ear. <laughs> Uh, but um we keep starting things and it goes nowhere um so yeah he there's a deleted scene where it he is talking it brings up his 
daughter and I think about how much she would love this place, stuff like that. And then Mantis touches him and despite like his stoic presence, she could feel his emotion, right? Yeah. And she just breaks down in tears. So he was feeling all that sadness that she just felt that made her break down and cry and was so like terrible, but he had that stoic expression. He, all those emotions are actually about how sensitive his nipples are. <laughs> uh, I mean, he did he wear a suit to uh, uh, Tony Stark's funeral? Was he even in Tony Stark's funeral? Yeah, he was definitely in the funeral. I don't remember if he was wearing a suit or not. I don't remember seeing him in there. Oh, wait, he was wearing a vest. He was wearing a vest with no sleeves. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, everybody was there, even the people who didn't make sense why they were there. Yeah, Dragus and Tony Stark were real close. <laughs> well, I was thinking more um, Bucky Barnes. Yeah, they <laughs> like, were also very close when he killed his parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like a lot of stuff like post-Falcon Winter Soldier, um, where since then there's been a lot of posts online about how the reason that you can see Sam comforting Bucky during the funeral, because like he has his hand on his shoulder, he's like comforting him, is because Bucky knows then that he'll never be able to apologize. He'll never be able to make things right. It's more of like a head cannon than anything else. So it's not real cannon. Well, it. We do see that he has his hand on his shoulder. That can mean a lot of things. Okay. They're lovers. That's, again, that's a big head uh, head cannon of a lot of people. Sam and Bucky are lovers. Sam and Bucky, Steve and Bucky. You know how many attachments he has for that metal arm? <laughs> I love how, like, everybody also makes Bucky the bottom. To where, like, pairing him of Sam and Bucky and then Steve and Bucky. Is, it, uh, is that, like, the, just the sidekick syndrome of it all? I, I guess so. So... Who, which sidekick would not be a bottom? Which one would be the top? The only one I can think of is the tick. The, uh, what about, uh, who's the sidekick out of uh, Groot and Rocket Raccoon? It'd be Groot. Rocket is sort of like the brains, and then Groot's the muscle. I don't know, Groot, Groot seems like a top. I mean, I don't see it physically happening any other way. <laughs> Um, I I don't know off the top of my head what raccoon penises are like look like. Let's get out the Google, kids. <laughs> I would never. Okay, I would never okay, put solely. The away, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I would never solely this podcast by looking up a raccoon penis in We're the middle flash of. We're it on screen. On audio <laughs> podcast. We'll post it to the Twitter. Uh... <laughs> What's that Twitter handle? Uh, it's Nerdaholics2 at... Wait, it's Nerdaholics2 on Twitter. <laughs> at, at the Twitter. Speaking of which, we also have that email. Um, email us your thoughts on any of the uh, trailers, any uh, news or anything you want to talk about. And then we've been gone for a while, so if there's anything like you guys want to bring up or anything, stories you guys want us to talk about, feel free. We're pretty open at this or point. Or just email me pictures of your cats. I don't care. 
I mean, cats are adorable. If you have a cute cat or a cute... If you have a particularly ugly cat, I also want to see it. Yes. Send us the highs and lows, all right? If you have a cute tat... Uh, cute... Oh, my God. Cute tat? Yes. If you have a good tattoo, send it our way. If you have a cute tortoise, send it our way. Yeah. If well, you have a... If you have a tortoise, don't email us that. <laughs> snail mail us that. If you have a snail, snail mail us that. If you have a... Um, I, w- I want the tortoise. Send me your tortoises. If you have a cute man who did not accept my taco at 2 a.m., send Bernard. it the our way. Yes. Uh, if Bernard, you have a, we miss you. Please come home. Please, Bernard. Again, this is Bernard Watch, episode two. The search for Bernard. No, wait, no. Bernard, Bernard Watch, episode two. <laughs> the search for Bernard. The watching. <laughs> um... No, I was thinking um, Bernard Trek, episode three, The Search for Bernard. Star Trek episode three, I'm sorry, not episode three. I, I know, I knew what you were getting at. The third Star Trek movie, that's the one, that's a search for Spock, right? Yeah, but that implies an existence of Bernard Trek to the wrath of Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bernard Trek, the motion Bernard. Wouldn't it be oh, guess it would be Bernard Trick to Wrath of the Police? <laughs> Wrath of Lime Corporate? <laughs> Bernard Trek into Bernardness. You skipped like six movies, buddy. <laughs> uh I mean just went to the good one. That's not the you skipped the good one, the Voyage Home, where they gotta save the, the fucking <laughs> That's the one that everybody quotes as, like, the not good one. No, what do you mean? No, five is the terrible one, the final frontier. Why does God need a starship? Also, Spock has a brother we've never mentioned before. I don't think I saw that one, actually. Th- that one's directed and written by William Shatner, and opens with uh, McCoy, Spock, and uh, Kirk singing campfire songs at like Yosemite like they're camping and they're singing camp I think they're singing camp town ladies as you do in a sci-fi epic set they Uh. transport up to the ship the ship gets like hijacked by Spock's half half human brother that's never been mentioned before he has a half human brother named like Sarek I I think his name was Sarek that might have Sarek might be the name of his actual dad. I might be getting the names mixed up, but his brother shows up, who's literally never been mentioned before, ever, in the, like, at that point, 20 years of the show. Um, and they, he hijacks their ship, and he's like, we're going to the center of the galaxy, and he's like, why? And he's like, to find God, bro. And they're like, what? There's nothing there. They get there, and there's this big floating face on a rock. Sorry, what? There's a big floating face on a rock, and he's like, give me your starship. And then William Shatner's like, why does God need a starship? And he's like, Scotty, fire the torpedoes at God. And he's like, what? <laughs> and they blow him up. And then they're like, all right, let's go home. And that is Star Trek Five. This sounds like an acid trip, that, honestly. It's a big floating blue face. Like, think of Power Rangers. See, I was thinking of um, Rick and Morty. Show me what you got. It's closer to the Power Rangers face. The big blue one. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Um, Zord. Not Zord. Zord. It starts with a Z, right? Something like that. But, uh, you know, they go on, like, this asteroid or this planet. It's just, like, these two 
giant columns, and there's like a screen with a big floating blue head on it. Oh, like Wizard of Oz. It's like Wizard of Oz mixed with the uh, Power Rangers guy. Okay, so... And he's like, blow him up, Scotty. So are they able to blow up God? Yeah, they, they blow up God, and then they leave. So not only does God need a starship, they not were able to blow him God, up. But he, he pretends to be God, says he needs a starship, and they're like, ah, must be some alien trapped trying to escape with some shenanigan ruse business. Uh-huh. And they're like, I'm not going to let this ne'er-do-well get out of here. And they just, like, shoot him. So wait, why does uh, Spock's half-brother want to meet God? I don't remember. Well, be... Okay, sorry, I just need time to process this. We will watch that movie next. We will watch that movie before we record the next episode, and we can talk about it. Okay, I think we need to at this point, because, like, what the fuck? Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. I would love to see... So, Into Darkness is sort of like an adaptation of Wrath of Khan, right? Um, sort of. It's like a kind of a reboot. There's a tie-in comic that kind of explains why they turned Khan from uh, Ricardo Maltaban to Benedict Cumberbatch, who looks nothing like an Indian man. Um, or Ricardo Maltaban's either Indian or Spanish. I the name kind of sounds Spanish. Well, Ricardo Maltaban was, besides being uh, Khan, he also played the dad in the Spy Kids. No, the grandpa in the Spy Kids movies. Yeah, that's a Spanish um, Hispanic family. Born in Mexico, he was Mexican. Yeah, that's a Latinx family, so it makes sense if he was Spanish as well. Hold on, I gotta look. I need to find out the uh, the audience Rotten Tomatoes score for Star Trek V. So, my experience of Star Trek is more like a casual one. I was very into the original series. So this is where this is one of the few examples where the audience and critic scores are both very close. Oh yeah. Star Trek V: The Final Frontier, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, the critic score is twenty two, <laughs> and the uh -huh. audience score is twenty four percent. Keeping in mind that a good chunk of that audience will be the diehard Star Trek fans. Mm-hmm. Now, here's my question, though. Is that the worst-reviewed Star Trek movie? Uh, 5.5 .5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, I don't know if it's the worst-reviewed, but as a Star Trek fan, it is easily probably the worst Star Trek movie ever made. Maybe um, Nemesis is close. Nemesis, that's um, that's the uh, next generation. That's next generation where they kill off Data, and um, uh, they have like a fake clone of uh Jean Luc Picard being made by the Romulans, and doesn't he get turned into a Borg or something like that? Some no, sort that of that happens in the TV show. Oh, that happens in the TV show. It also happens in one of the movies. How many times does he get turned into a Borg? Twice. That's an apt answer. Okay. <laughs> he gets uh, at the uh, at the end of season four of Next Generation. There is a um, they they go go into a Borg ship and John Luke Picard gets captured captured and gets uh, turned into a Borg assimilated and get, uh, his name is changed to uh, Lacutus. Why? Because they change their names when they get Borgified. John Luke Picard was my slave name. 
Well, they when they get assimilated, they become part of the hive mind and they get renamed. And they're uh, Locutus of Borg. If it's a true hive mind, wouldn't they all just have the same name? Uh, different designations, I guess. I mean, yeah, it'd be the same thing with, like, the clone troopers in Star Wars. Well, um, and so that he uh, eventually escapes and he has, like, nightmares about being a Borg throughout the rest of his life. But then you have a mo- the movie First Contact where they do time travel shenanigans. And because the Borg are going to go back and, like, stop humanity from ever becoming spacefaring or something. Uh-huh. And he deals with shit then, too. Wait, wait. I think that might have been the movie I was thinking of then. Because I remember one of the movies where he gets turned into a Borg. Uh, I don't remember if he actually gets turned into a Borg in that one, but I know Data gets mostly turned into a Borg. I mean, Data's already a robot, though. He's an android. Oh my god! That one's rated 7.6. That's actually one of the better ones. Uh, First Contact? Yeah. Um, Final Frontier. It's terrible. And wait, wait, which one's the one? Uh, Basically, we don't talk about any of the odd number Star Trek movies. That is the golden rule. But which one's the one where uh, um, Shatner comes back? Uh, Generations. Generations. That but, is seven, I believe. Yeah, that one I actually remember watching, and I hated it because I'm a big OG original series Star Trek fan. And that so six point six as well. I believe. I'm telling you, Final Frontier is the lowest rated one. Maybe the Voyage Home. So, anyways, so I'm a big original series Star Trek fan. That's like the one that I've actually seen the episodes of, all the episodes of. And the other ones I've never had the time to sit down and watch all the episodes. Um, but anyways. Well, yeah, that's uh, uh, the original series is the shortest one. Yeah, it was a five-year mission that was wrapped up in three. Yeah, it got canceled after season three, and then they did the remaining two uh, years of the mission as the animated series in the late 70s or early 80s. Uh-huh. And then, so I was so pissed off, because you have Captain Kirk, the coolest man in space, right? The most awesome wow. captain, in my I opinion. Not coolest, he's just kind of a big horn dog. All right, this was like preteen me. I was like, very I down just with that. I fucking two-hand punch every alien I see and fuck all the females. <laughs> all right, but here's the thing. To a preteen version of me, seeing that uh, beautiful blonde stud fucking all the aliens and two-hand punching all the other uh, male aliens. Oh, except when he fought that Gorn. Not only did he two-hand punch him, he made a bamboo gun. <laughs> uh, but seeing that that was like an awakening in me that was what I wanted I wanted... your sexual awakening <laughs> was watching William Shatner load up a bamboo gun of diamonds and sulfur and blow up a gore <laughs> uh, no it was William Shatner but it wasn't him in original series it was him in Miss Congeliality as a beauty pageant uh, judge oh <laughs> not him in the Priceline Hotel ads. <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, yeah, so I was like, you have uh, Captain Kirk, who's like the coolest dude in my opinion, and then he just dies like a freaking chump. Oh, a bridge collapsed. Yeah, but it was to save humanity. He'd also, okay, he'd but also it was... been floating around in that like pocket universe thing for like 80 years. It was a bridge collapse, alright? If I want to see a sci-fi thing, I expect like sci-fi epic death, you know? 
he was it literally got like blown up in the Enterprise B got uh, sucked into like an alternate reality where time doesn't work the same way. <laughs> and then in that alternate reality while saving everything so that way it wouldn't destroy fucking shit got crushed by a bridge <laughs> it's about context you're, all your sci-fi uh, shenanigans are in the context of that bridge collapse <laughs> I don't think it was it was either a bridge or an antenna something fell on it it was a bridge I think that sounds right. It's but I haven't seen that one in a while. It's been a long time. Like I said, this was preteen me, so it was like a, a few years back. It's kind of weird that I think the uh, the Star Trek movie that I've seen the most is probably the Undiscovered Country, which isn't even like a good one. It just aired on TV a lot. That was um, six. And then so that you the, that was the last original one. So you seem to really like Next Generation, correct? Well, I like all of them. All right, but like, how do you rank Next Generation as far as series? It's one of the it's one of the top ones. So have you seen any of Star Trek Picard yet? Uh, not yet. I, I don't know. As like a, you seem to me, well, comparatively to me, to be a, like a harder Trekkie. Yeah. To where it's weird that you haven't seen that one, and it's actually supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, I'm just waiting to watch that until there's more of it. Aren't they? Doesn't it like a full season out? Yeah, but I'm maybe I'm just gonna wait till the show's over, and then just binge it. So you're gonna wait for the critically acclaimed show to be over? Yeah. Do you realize that if this? So here's the thing. What if they do a cliffhanger ending on a season? What if I get caught up and then I have to wait a week? No, I'll just wait till the whole series is over and then just binge the whole thing. So your complaint right here is that you think you're too good to have watch TV the way it's been watched forever. No, I just just being patient. <laughs> you need that instant my gratification. Patience be, my patience will be rewarded. No, dude, you you watch an episode, you freak out because it isn't a cliffhanger you wait the next week you realize oh crap there isn't gonna be one this week it's a bye week and then you watch the next episode when it comes boom season finale what's that the show got cancelled but it was a cliffhanger series finale yeah but if I just wait I can watch it on my own schedule I feel like there's a show at some point that traumatized you when you are younger no no, no, this, this has to be linked to trauma to where you had something. What was it? What ended in such a cliffhanger that traumatized you so? Shows get canceled, too. I don't want to, like, watch and then, like, wait and wait, thinking that there's going to be another season, then find out it got canceled later. Aha! I know what it was. Not Firefly. I was going to say Firefly. Damn it! <laughs> uh, 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 one show... Uh... I wish would have gotten canceled sooner. Heroes. All right, we actually leaned pretty heavy in the supernatural conversation last time, so I'm not going to bring up supernatural again. Heroes should have ended after season two, or they just shouldn't have had a writer's strike. That was out of their control, they though. Have just put the show on a hiatus till that was done, instead of trying to bring in subpar writing. I mean. Yes, but we're looking at that now. If you were a big producer, think about how much money they would they were losing by putting it and delay. How much money, how much theoretical dollars 
did they lose by putting out such a garbage third and fourth season that I lost all interest in the show. I never actually watched the fourth season, so I couldn't tell you. See? That's my point. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's four seasons, and then they tried again. They regrouped, tried again, and still failed with uh, Heroes Reborn. It, because it turned so bad. I kind of want to rewatch that show now, though. <laughs> you want to rewatch it just like double up on like, yep, it's still bad. Well, no, yeah, no, I understand it'll be bad, but I just want to rewatch like the first two seasons when it was good. Well, that's kind of like I uh, rewatched Batman and Robin, and yeah, Bat. That's kind of why like I never want to. Um... Fuck, I forgot. I was, I, there was something I never wanted to watch. Oh yeah, no, I never want there to be a Firefly season two. Because you liked the fact that it ended on one season, like you no, accepted it. If they make a season two, it will never, ever live up to the hype that people will have for it, like headcanon wise, right? Uh huh. Because you have fifteen is, years of fan base. It is Firefly is like, like the uh, like the holy grail of the. Uh, the nerds getting mad that something got canceled that it was a good idea and never got its day, right? Uh-huh. So people would be so hyped about it that it finally got a second season after almost 20 years of that groundbreaking show. No matter how good it is, people will be disappointed. It's like um, uh, the band Tool released an album. Tool? Tool. They released an album... Uh, last year or the year before called uh, Fear Inoculum uh-huh. and their album before that 10,000 Days came out in 2006 so there was about 13 years between the two albums and like all the the Tool fans are extremely devoted to where it's almost sickening Yeah. to how devoted they are uh, kind of like it's a toxic like, obsessive it, fan base it's like Beatles fans uh huh like the ones that are like, I own every piece of memorabilia. I have a be- I have a Beatles room, right? Yeah. So they're like that, and they waited 13 years, and this album came out, and just about every diehard Tool fan I know was extremely disappointed and did not like that album very much. Because the hype got built up so much. So you would have a situation like that if Firefly See, Season 2 ever came out. To kind of tie it back a little bit, go full circle, that's my thoughts about the uh, last Game of Thrones book. The, no way, because... What? Last two Game of Thrones books. Yeah, that's my thought process about that, though, is because we had the conclusion of this show. The hype for it, because of the way well, the show ended... Clarify. The show ending and the alleged book ending would be completely different because George Martin knew that they were, well, once it became clear that they were going to supersede the books, they started Uh changing things, and he gave them a very basic outline of just a couple key plot points of how the the main part of the show was going to go. I feel like he did that to cover his own ass, though, because think about it this way. If, he, if, if it's poorly received, he's just going to change it. Exactly. But um, but he gave them a, a very loose one, uh, very loose key points, and then they kind of went with it. Um, so up to a up to a certain point, that it would be the same. But you know the part where it ends with Sam Tarly being like, "And I wrote this book." 
that that might not be in there. Mm. But I don't know if you know about the ending, but the uh, the book series is called A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. And at the very end of the TV show, there's this guy named Sam who went to uh, go become like a like a scholar essentially. Yeah. I believe they're like eunuch scholars or. I believe they they did take the some sort the of, status of their penis is not interesting to me. Some sort of abstinence or something. I All right, yeah. But um, he's like a scholar, and he um. At the very end, he opens up like this uh this package, and he's like, "I wrote this, and it's a book called A Song of Ice and Fire." You're like, oh, no, you know? no, they did not do they that. Did. It, they did. They pulled the Great Gatsby. The that, movie. Yeah. When. Toby Maguire goes insane and becomes fucking Scott Fitzgerald. See, for me, that's just like, uh, I hate it when movies do that to where there's a character who's an author that writes a book and, oh, it's just the same plot that you just watched in the movie. Yeah, you're watching their descent into madness to create this. But it just seems like a bit unoriginal. Like, why don't you just have... Hey, they said the thing. Ah, oh, I. It hurts me honestly. The one exception to this is like based off a true story, because then it makes sense of like, oh, you base this off of a person's autobiography. An- another thing with the end of the uh, end of the Game of Thrones is that there's this guy, who they're like, well, who's gonna be king? And they're like, how about him? And he's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> who else would it be? Or something. Because he could, like, see the, he could see the future, the, like, the past couple seasons or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just like, yeah. Also, call me the crow. Or the raven. I think he called, I think it's the raven. And then isn't one of the books have something to do with raven, like, title-wise? Uh, crow. There's, uh... So... A Game of Thrones, A Clash of Kings, A Storm of Swords, A Feast of Crows... A dance with dragons, and then there's the two that have never been re- that aren't released. Uh, the winds of winter and the winds of change, I think, are the two that aren't out. Hmm. The uh, the winds of winter, the farts of spring. Oh, it's a dream of spring. Oh wait, really? A dream of spring. Ah. Uh. That, that makes more sense to me. Well, because in the Game of Thrones universe, winter is like a term that... That's a big term. Winter is coming. Everybody knows that. Well, winter refers to like uh, these big year-long wars with these supernatural zombie things from north, from the Northlands. Uh-huh. That's what it means. The Ice Walkers? White Walkers. White Walkers. All right. It, although in the book, I believe they're not called White Walkers. They're just called The Others. So, this is sort of turned into a Game of Thrones episode. By accident, I'm still leaving. I'm still gonna have the picture be the Jason Momoa crotch. And that still fits because wasn't he in Game of Thrones? Yeah, he played uh, Cal Drogo. So why don't you have a picture of his crotch? I bet you could probably get one up there. No, I'm literally just gonna take a picture <laughs> of the statue, like crotch. Uh huh. And that's going to be the background image for this episode. Did I ever even explain what I was actually looking at when I was no, looking I up there? No, I it was a Spider-Man. Yes, it was the Spider-Man, because I was laughing about how you, until today, your experience of playing Spider-Man PS4 is very limited. Yeah, I've played, I've played it before, but like 
I still like Spider-Man. True, and it is a dope figure. Yeah. So, it, for those of you who are audio only, which is everybody who's listening to the podcast because we don't do video, our, we don't plan on it either. No. It, it's because... I have, I have no setup for that, and I don't plan on getting a setup for that. It's because he doesn't want anyone to see how fucking ugly his goatee is. This, I don't even have a goatee right now. I, I know, but I'm cutting off the sides of your facial hair in my brain to make it a goatee, just so I can t- okay, call it disgusting. It's like microphone and pop filter in my face, so you can't see my chin or mouth anyway, and then you're like mentally cutting off the rest, so you just see nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah. So for those of you listening, it is just a picture of Spider-Man staying on top of a spider signal in the PS4 suit, looking like he's about to jump off of it and get off into battle. We'll just we'll just put a put a picture of the stuff that's up there on the Twitter. Yes, and what's the Twitter handle again? Nerdaholics two. Two, as in two of us. Just the two of us. You and I. Just wait. Can we get sued? Making castles in the sky. Only if we sing it. Oh, okay. So if we just like say the lyrics, uh, then we're not gonna get sued. I, I wouldn't count on that entirely, but. Okay, so we can't talk about how it took me an hour to get the car seat in right. Stop. <laughs> I don't think that night one week I slept. Right, stop it. Uh, up to your bed to the crib you're, I crept. We're gonna dent the mouse. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate on what that slang for that inside a joke slang phrase means. <laughs> it's not with you. I have no clue what it means, He's but in the dark is everybody else right now. And then, you don't dent the mouse, bro. One thing is that we did have like an installation uh, going as we started the episode, and it's been taking like three hours. It is a Grand Theft Auto 5, so yes. Yeah. It's about uh, 90 gigs. Yeah, and not only that, it's the uh, Premium Edition, so it's got all the DLC for uh, GTA Online. Sir, you need to know that there's no DLC for the online. It's just like the packs and stuff. There's no there's no DLC. I literally double-checked earlier just to make sure all it is is like money. Yes. I, is it, is it the, that, so that's like fucking... That's not even any size that matters. Size always matters. Okay, but it's like what? Like two megabytes? That will take all of a fifth of a second. Uh, would that adding just a little bit more money even take up two megabytes? No, probably not. Okay, but here's the thing. Getting the premium edition, even if it's just the name difference and a little bit of extra money... It's the clout. You're saying it for the clout. Uh, was actually cheaper. Premium edition. Was actually, like, cheaper than getting regular GTA Five, though. I suppose. So, uh, there's a PlayStation sale right now, if you're on the PlayStation Network, to where it was, like, 13 bucks, And I think the regular GTA Five game is... Around like twenty five. So with the deal, it is actually cheaper to get the expanded version of it. The same thing happened with um, Witcher Three, when there was the summer deals. It was cheaper to get the legendary edition than it was to get regular. 
I believe it's Game of the Year Edition. I believe it just comes with the, the Blood and Wine DLC and I think another one. Yeah, which is still cool. Like, It's a good DLC. You're still getting more for less. I, I still hate DLCs, but... Is there a DLC that you've ever purchased that you liked? Well, like, there's there's DLCs that are good, but I, I hate the concept of DLCs from, like, a marketing and business standpoint as a consumer. I mean, that makes sense, but it does feel satisfying, though, well, to, like... Uh, well, it depends, because there's certain companies that will make additional content after the game comes out and release it as DLCs, and uh -huh. that's usually good. But you have other certain two-letter companies that are both vowels <laughs> that will. It's make, IU, by the way. The whole game, they'll cut about they'll cut about a third of it out, sell you the unfinished game, and then sell you the stuff that they cut out as a season pass. Two vowels. It's IU. Uh, IU Sports. It's in the game. Well, no, it's not in the game because they cut it out. <laughs> uh. So, to tie it back, though, to beginning, Insomniac handles DLCs very well. So, with Spider-Man PS4, there's only three DLCs for it, right? And then there's a bundle to where you get all three. To where I felt like, and all of it was made after the game, all of it just, like, just expands on it to where you get more side missions, you get, like, an additional story beat for each one, just as, like, an epilogue. Uh-huh. To where I felt like that was a good way of doing it. Without, uh... Because the way the first game ends is very, uh, conclusive. To where adding that DLC after it is a nice epilogue to sort of see in between that and the sequel what's happening. Um, on that same note, the Arkham games, I kind of hate their DLC. Like, all, none of their DLC is like good at all. Like um, the uh, Arkham City, the DLC that matters is the Catwoman one, and the only reason that exists is because they hate people that buy games pre-owned. Mm -hmm. Because if you bought the game new, it came with a code that would unlock it and would have the more context and content and would have an alternate opening. If you bought, it would, the, game, if you bought yeah. the game pre-owned, you wouldn't have that DLC, and you couldn't buy that DLC. Now, mind you, Arkham City, to this day, is probably the game that I put the most hours in. But, and I did buy it pre-owned, so I was not able to get Catwoman at all. True. But, and all of those uh, Rocksteady Arkham games, almost like 90% of the DLC is just skins... Uh -huh. Early cosmetic it doesn't actually add anything like content wise to the game. It's mostly stuff that you can only use in the um challenges. But dude, you can uh beat up criminals dressed as Batman nineteen nine I mean, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, but like the season pass is like forty bucks. Well when it came out anyway. Yeah. Um I got the like, season game's been out for like six years almost. Uh Arkham Knight. Ar oh, I thought you were talking about Arkham Asylum. Uh, Night was just the newest one. Night, uh, I just recently bought this season pass for. And I gotta say, I definitely got my money's worth. Granted, I bought it when it was on a clearance sale for like the summer sale PlayStation Network like I was talking about, where it was five bucks for the season pass. Yeah. I definitely got there, my money's worth. $5 worth of content in that whole thing that they charged $40 far for when it came out. I just uh, sort of have issue with 
how brief the DLC are. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Arkham Knight adds all these um, not-quite-epilogues, but they're this little... Uh, they're called Arkham... Uh, I'm sorry. They're like stories. Yeah, like Gotham City episodes, I think it's called. They're about 10 to 15 minutes apiece. Exactly. I was so hyped. Like, yo, sweet, Red Hood, he's got his own story. Boom, well, beat it in 10 minutes. He doesn't really have his own story. It's just every single one of those characters, now you can play as them in challenges. All the DLC is all geared towards challenges. There's nothing that... Because the Rocksteady Arkham games make a very, very complete single-player campaign, a story and side quest and all that. Uh-huh. They make that very complete where there's not much room to expand with DLC. But DLC, I, it's mostly... Enjoy, but that makes them releasing DLC kind of superfluous. Uh, yes. So, mind you, I had, like, a lot of hype for Arkham Knight. I beat it. I was so happy. Well, ish. I have a lot of issues with Arkham Knight. Did you get the true ending? Uh... I did actually. I it, also hate games that do that. Where you have a have to have like beat all the side well, well, stuff you need to... to get a hundred percent completion to get the quote true ending for an extra five seconds of a. We uh we unfortunately had a uh, an audio mishap. Bas- so. Basically, uh, his mic uh, stopped working, to where. The sound you guys are hearing is both from my mic. So now it's the two of us huddled nice and close together, talking in the same one. Uh, we're going to try to get that fixed. So if you've noticed that this episode's a little bit weird, that's why. Um, we had to delete my track entirely. So we're, mine is going to be uh, quieter because it's going off of his mic as well. And then we got lost a few minutes at the end. So we're just going to go straight to the closing here now. Yep, and we apologize for this uh, interference as well as, like, you guys missing on that couple-minute conversation. It was uh, very pleasant, I would say. It's mainly about backpacks. Backpack, backpack, come get your backpacks. Some Dora stuff, but, uh, yeah, uh, we have that email. Email us anything on there. And yep. then we, uh, that's truenerdaholics at gmail. No, truenerdaholicspodcast at gmail.com. Yep, and then we also have a Twitter to where you can see the pictures of his shelves that we previously mentioned. That'll be on Nerdaholics2 at Twitter.com. Both the links are going to be in the description on our Spotify and wherever else you might listen to us. And don't forget to subscribe, so that way you never miss an episode, no matter how many weeks is in between. Even two? Even two, even three, even like a month and a half like this uh, hiatus has been. Wild. Alright, so pretty sure that's all you have to say. Just wanted to wrap it up, give you guys a sense of finality so it wasn't to feel like a cancelled TV show. Did somebody say something about a sense of